379 of the award-winning Ferg on the Freak podcast. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter, at AndrewRLP. And join me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can also find on Twitter, at League Freak. How you going there, mate? I'm very well, Andrew. I'm really looking forward to this episode. It's a very special episode, much-anticipated episode. One very close to your heart. It really, really is. It's it's something that I think is needed done for a while, and I'm glad that we are here to do it. When I say close to your heart, it's probably within about, I don't know, a one to two foot, um, you know, distance from your heart at the most. Well, as they say, the way to my heart is through my sternum. That, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um so right. are we ready to start this? The uh, yeah. do, you want, do you want to lay down the ground rules just for the people listening? Yeah. So this will be the 2022 Super League Club Draft, um, and we will be drafting 16 teams that we believe belong in Super League. So are we, are we ready to go, Andrew? Yeah, and so we're basing this on um, teams that currently exist, yes. or is it? Teams that have played in Super League or a bit of both? They exist. They exist. Are we ready to start? Because this is going to be a proper draft. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, here we go. Welcome, everyone, to the 2022 Super League Club Draft. I'm your host, the Glorious League Freak, and I'm joined by Rugby League historian Andrew Ferguson. How are you, Andrew? Oh, I'm very good, thanks, League Freak. How are you today, mate? I'm very, very good. Um, you excited for the, today's draft? Mate, if I was any more excited, I'd have pants on. Exactly. That's what we like to hear. So we're going to flip a coin to decide the draft order. Alrighty. And, uh, and here's a coin. We've had it uh, especially made for the 2022 Super League Club draft. On one side, it's got the face of an angel, Reese Walsh. And on the other side, it has the England... Rugby League logo. Hang on a second. No, no, no. That's a packet of super heavy tampons. But anyway, it's going to work. Okay. So you're going to do heads or tails. Are you ready? Uh, I'll go heads. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I'm flipping the coin. And heads it is. You get the first pick. Of oh, aren't you nice? The draft. How good's that? Draft. All right. Okay. So first pick, we're going pick by pick. We can pick any team that exists. Okay. I'm going to go with Wigan. Wigan. So Wigan is the first team in. Why would you pick Wigan first? History and successful, and they don't bitch and moan about going to Australia. Okay. Yeah, that's always a good thing, eh? Because, ah. you know, if you're going to be playing in a competition like this, mm-hmm. you're going to need teams that are open to um, – you know, expanding the horizons and trying to play the game in other areas and not just for the game, but for the club itself, trying to get new fans, that sort of thing. It's all it's all part of the promotion. Wigan's happy to do that. There's two things about Wigan. They're not terrified of playing in our old clubs in Australia and name recognition. One of the most famous clubs in the world. There's no doubt about it. And I'd say the most famous club in England. Easily, comfortably. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Um, anything else to say about Wigan in your first choice? Uh, well, obviously, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, um, the best team that England's ever produced. So hard to, hard to argue that. Has hard to be number one. Yeah. Uh, my first team, my first selection with pick number two of the 2022 Super League Club draft, London Broncos. I won a team in the capital, the media capital, the financial capital of uh, Great Britain. Uh, I think they need to be there. And they've moved to a new ground. Have you seen the new ground that they're playing out of? It's not too bad. It's an all-seater stadium. Oh, Very they've nice. actually got one with all seats on it. Yeah, yeah. They've uh, they've moved around a little bit. But, look, that's one of the advantages they've got of being the London Broncos. Um, I would probably rebrand the club. And when I say, say rebrand it, I mean I would just update their logo a little bit. I would maybe change the club colours from what they currently are to navy blue and white. Um, But I would keep the name London Broncos. I think that 
it's been around long enough and, and enough people have heard it. I don't think you need to change the name. So, yeah, I went with the London Broncos. I think they're definitely a team that needs to be there in Super League. I could not argue that anymore, mate. It's, uh, if you're going to be doing a nationwide competition, you need a team in the capital city. That's just a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's a capital city with – it's got quite a few people there, let's be honest. Yeah, there's – look, if you can get a tiny percentage of people to get interested, then you've got a very successful club. And I think it's been poorly run in the past. Um, you have to make sure Tony Ray is nowhere near this club <laughs> because there's only so many times somebody can be involved in the club that dies over and over again on his watch. So, yeah, that would be the the other stipulation is that we put him on the other side of the planet. Yeah, that that kind of, that's not a bad idea, that. Um, maybe he can come back and start talking about the North Sydney Bears when he played with them all his career. Well, you know, he'd have the same success as bringing them back. That's right. But at least he's not going to run the, uh, run the risk of making a club go extinct. True. Now, who do you have with the third pick? Third pick. I'm going with... Uh, Leeds, and I'm saying this because it's in the centre of the northern part of uh, England. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another team full of success. They're also open to the whole idea of expansion. Remember when the Wolfpack were looking for, um, yeah, you know, looking for friends when they were on the deathbed. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure Leeds were one of those very few clubs that said we support the Wolfpack and we'd be happy for them to stay in the comp. That's the sort of attitude you want to have from a team that's in these comps. One's that not afraid to support expansion. Very true. And once again, it's another club from a city. Um, I like that. Uh, good name recognition. Pretty good business model going there at the club. Um, unfortunate that their stadium is a car park for the cricket club half of the year, but that, that know, is a problem. But you know, it, it's a, let's be honest though, it's one of the most famous car parks in the world. That's very true. That is very true. And you've got to start somewhere when, when it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a, that, that's a big one. And I know you're looking more at the whole, um, well, with your first pick anyway, the bigger picture sort of thing. Yeah. And I sounds like I'm going with safe options. But yep. I think you, you need to have a combination of the two when starting afresh because you want to make sure you've got enough of the core fans, especially the the clubs that have got the biggest support base. You need those there to build upon. Yeah, look, Leeds were my second choice on my list, so I was upset when they went. Oh, there you go. So we're up to pick number four. Yep. I've gone for the Catalan Dragons. I think (laughs) I've got a team in the south of France. It's uh, very easy to get good players there. Um, they've been very, like they've been very solid since they entered Super League. They haven't really had too many hiccups. They're going very well at the moment over the last couple of years. They've also shown an ability to go pretty well, then take a little bit of a step back, but then come back again, which I think is important. Um, they've got a pretty big region too to draw upon. So I just think it's a little bit of a no-brainer. Um, I need a team in France, and they're a very good first port of call. They've got the runs on the board, basically, so that's why I selected them. And financially safe, which is also a big thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, And I like having that aspect that you've got French teams in Super League. So, yeah, very happy to have them on the board. Absolutely. All right. Um, My next pick, I'm going to go with Bradford. Ooh. Now, why'd you pick Bradford? We we need a team that's got a decent-sized city around it. Um, and, I mean, let's let's be honest. They've got the biggest stadium in the universe. Yeah. Um, sure, it's got a bit of a hill towards the corner post. But, you know, that's charm, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's currently got a uh, speedway around it, I believe. You know, yeah. You can have a you can get two sports for one on your ticket. Exactly. Imagine There's having the, both at the same time, Speedway and Rugby League in the middle. Their stadium does kind of look like a media crater at the moment. 
but at least the land is there. Um, we tried to work out who actually owned it and couldn't work that out. Yeah, it's, but uh, it's a enough- consortium. I think is the only way we the only answer we could find there. We don't know who's in the consortium, but it's definitely a consortium that owns. <laughs> yeah, it's a consortium. It's a, it's very complicated, but uh, at least the land is there. And as long as it hasn't been turned into flats yet, it is a good place where you could at least build a decent stadium. And currently it's not a decent stadium, but there's plenty of room there for one. So, and I also like the fact that it's a city and anytime you can bring a city into Super League, you have to. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking there. All right. Well, with the sixth pick in the 2022 Super League Club Draft. Bit of a homer pick, this one. I'm going Hull FC. I uh, I had them down as my next pick as well, so uh, yeah. we, we're in agreement on that one. Okay. I, uh, I went with Hull FC for the simple fact that um, they've got the stadium there to use. I like that. They're a team which probably, I think it's fair to say, dominates... Hull overall, and I know a lot of KR fans will not be happy to hear that, but sometimes the truth hurts. Um, it's also been quite a long time since Hull fans have decided to tear down the goalposts at a game. <laughs> I always think that that's good, probably overdue, to be honest, uh, a little bit disappointed on some level. Uh, the ownership is a bit of a worry. The owner has been talking about the costs in Super League and and things like that. But I think Hull FC would be the sort of club that you would be able to get new ownership in and be able to take over and everything would be fine. So, yeah, I went with Hull FC. I like where they're situated. I like the fact they've got that stadium. And, you know, they're, they're not a super famous club, but they're they're all right. Yeah. Um, plus, you, you need a team that's out on the uh, that east side as well because a lot of – the Super League teams at the moment are in the North Central and the West Central sort of, or Northwestern sort of part of uh, of the country. Mm. You need to sort of, you know, we want to have something that's a bit more expansive. So you need to sort of stretch across, you know, all the corners where we can. Yeah, and I mean, Hull FC, they, they are obviously uh, in the east of Yorkshire. Not too far east, though, because when you go too far east, like when you get past... Hull FC's area, you start going too far east, you start to smell KR. So you don't want to smell KR. It smells terrible. It's not good. Um, All right, for my next pick, I'm going with Newcastle. Damn it. (laughs) Tell me why. The Newcastle Thunder, yeah? Yeah, I mean, look, it's a a massive area. Mm -hmm. Massive area. Um, And because they are heading further north of of uh, Hull. Mm-hmm. They've got that huge growth area up there. And let's be honest, those people up there do not want to play soccer. If you, I mean, I've had a, a brief passing look at some of the, uh, you know, season performances of the Newcastle United soccer team. And they're basically, they mosey along mid table for a few seasons and then they turn to shit and they get you know, relegated and then they dominate the next tier down, and then they get promoted again, and they're just yo-yos like that. Them and Sunderland. Yeah, and so it's pretty clear people in Newcastle don't actually want to play soccer. They want to play rugby league, so let's give them a proper rugby league team where they can play proper football. I like that they changed their name from Gateshead Thunder to uh, Newcastle Thunder. I thought that that was long overdue. Yeah. Should have been that way from the beginning. You don't go to a new, you don't go to a whole new city and call yourself one of the suburbs no one's ever heard of. So yeah, I look, I had them a little bit down further on my list, but I definitely had them. So I was disappointed you got them. Damn it! There we go. All right, we're up to the eighth pick. Yep. In the Super League Club Draft. Ah, this sucks. I got to do this. I, I've got to put St Helens in there. Now. The reason I'm picking St. Helens at this point is the stadium. Uh, you get a team over towards the west, which we don't really have one yet outside of Wigan. 
who are obviously the bigger, more successful, more famous club uh, yep. compared to St. Helens. But I, I've got St. Helens in there because they've been one of the better clubs in the Super League era. They've got the stadium sorted out. And, you know, it's pretty. It's a pretty safe bet, I think, with them. Absolutely. It's... um. You know, it's not bad having two teams reasonably close because they do have a good rivalry that draws the fans in as well. Yeah. Um, and again, they're financially stable. That's always a big thing in, in this competition. Yeah, that's true. All right. So who do you have for the ninth pick out of 16 clubs? All right. I'm, I'm looking at what I've got left here mm-hmm. and um, it's starting to get a bit scratchy. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So I'm going Salford. Ooh, that's interesting. Now, it's, why did you pick Salford? Well, because, A, I'm going to change their name to fucking Manchester. I knew you would say that. <laughs> and you need to have a team there. The biggest Manchester. Okay, Come now on. They, They've got okay. a fucking airport. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're going to have people say, if you I change it. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Okay. Look, the, the thing was, if you change their name, you lose the fans of God. All, all 300 of them. Yeah, exactly. Now, the second thing is that they, if you change their name, they won't be able to use the stadium that they've got. Well, they're getting fucking kicked out of that by the look of it. So they've got the ability to change their name. Let's fucking do it. Manchester Red Devils. Yeah, and they can play on the same ground at the same time as Man United or Man City. Doesn't matter which one. Exactly, exactly. Put that fucking doubleheader on. Put the soccer on first so all those um, overpaid Nancy boys can, um, you know, not get hurt on the bits of turf that gets kicked up. And then the men can come out and play proper football after it. That would be good. Probably won't happen that way, but still. Where could they play, though? Like, they'd have to play in Manchester, I guess. What's the stadium that um, the two soccer teams play at? Well, they've got Old Trafford, and I don't know what the other one's called. Is it called Etihad Stadium or? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Cities, I think cities at Etihad Stadium. They can okay. play there. Okay. So you picked the Salford Red Devils. Right. Believe it or not, I had them in my Super League as well, and with the exact same thing, <laughs> change the nickname. There you go. Okay, for the tenth team. Yep. Are, are you finished, by the way, talking about Salford? Yeah, yeah I'm finished talking about Salford. Okay, Manchester, sorry. Um, tenth team, Toulouse. Another rugby league powerhouse from France. I love having teams from France in there. We definitely need two teams from France at the very least. In an ideal world, we would have four. But for now, I think two of them are enough until other teams lift their game in French rugby league. So Toulouse, yeah, easy. All right, as I said, it is getting scratchy now. Well, we're starting to get to that point where, you know, you're starting to get teams that you would want to build something. Yeah. So my next one, I'm going with Coventry. Whoa. Okay, Coventry, the Bears. Yeah, centre of England. Why not? Coventry Bears, wow, that's that's a left field one. Why did you go with Coventry? They're just in the dead centre of the country. Mm-hmm. So much of this of what we've picked, and we're we're trying our best to expand it. Yep, it's still mostly in the north. Yep, and we don't really have teams in the south. We've got one team in London. Mm-hmm. I think just have a, another team on that halfway journey between London and where the rest of the competition is. Mm-hmm. Coventry's just, it's in the perfect location for that um, because we know how much um, travelling to games is an absolute burden for the English fans. Well, it's all about the away fans, Andrew. That's right. And, you know, Coventry's got more than, uh, you know, a church full of humans living there as well, so that helps. <laughs> it's always good. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's a left field one. I have to say they were not on my list at all. Like in, in any capacity, but not even on your radar. Not not even on my radar. Yeah, I've got a few more that might be like that. That's interesting. Okay, well, I am going to go. Well, actually, I was going to ask: that, Are you opposed to it? And if so, why? It here's the thing: It doesn't matter. It's your draft choice. Okay. No, I know, I know that, but you know, just 
discussion sort of thing? I think that it's a bold choice, but I really like it. I mean, you know what I think about the need for national expansion for Super mm. League. And I think that it's something that's got to happen. And I've talked for forever. Like, if you if you can't sell rugby league, say, in Birmingham, then what the fuck are you doing in English rugby league? Because exactly. that, sh- that should be very, very easy. Yeah, I fully agree. All right, who have you got for your next one? Okay, for the 12th team, this it's a boring one, Warrington Wolves. Pretty straightforward. Owner throws a lot of money in there with them. We know it works. They've got the stadium there. You know, I know it's another northern team, but we know it works. So that's why I've gone with them. Safe. It's very, very safe. Very safe. Without question. All right. I'm not going safe with this one. Okay. North Wales. I had had two options, North Wales and West Wales. And West Wales are utter shit. North Wales, marginally better. Now, are we talking Wrexham here? No, the North Wales Crusaders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We need to, as as much as we do um, take the mickey out of Wales, we do need to have a rugby league team there. And it needs to be something that is built upon. Mm -hmm. Because we need to expand this beyond more than just England. You know, we've got two teams in France. Mm -hmm. Newcastle is about as far north as we can go. With any luck, they can set up some you know, some roots in Scotland yep. with any luck. Um, and we've got those three teams on the west there now. They should be starting to also, you know, trying to get the odd player from Ireland as well. It's not far away. And so we, sh- you know, have a team in North Wales. We're starting to get all of the United Kingdom and France involved in this game as well. And yep. it opens up the, the, you know, opens up some corridors for further expansion later on, which we should be trying to get done. Um, so that that's the reason there more than anything. It's got nothing really much to do with how they've performed or the stability of the club. It's more entirely about the location. See, interesting one. Um, my thoughts on Welsh Rugby League are well documented. Yeah. Um, See, I want to change that. Okay. Yeah, I, look, I get it. I get it. You want to have a Welsh Rugby League player that was born in and raised in Wales that's actually good at the game that you can watch on TV and it's not black and white footage. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. I get it. That's My next right. one. Yep. I, I, I don't know. I mean, this is the 14th pick. I don't, know, I don't know if I'm breaking the rules here. Oh, no. Yeah, it is the 14th. Yes. Yeah, 14th pick. Yeah. We've got two more after this. I don't know if I'm breaking the rules here. You can tell me if I'm breaking the rules or not. Perth. Hmm. Perth, See, Western Australia. They're called the Perth Pirates, but we'll change their name because that name's shit. I, I kind of feel like, you know what, I'll let that go. If okay. I can break the rules on my next one. Okay. it's We're calling them the Perth Quackers. Okay. Yep. Perth Quackers, uh, very strong uh, rugby league scene in Perth. I think it would be well suited to be able to compete in this Super League competition. There's direct flights from Perth to London when the world is not shut down. And I don't think it's the silliest idea in the world. I think it gives Super League a foothold in Australia. I think for the Perth team, it allows them to build up to something towards then playing in the NRL, maybe still have Super League team as your reserve grade team. Um, I think it could work. It'd be a lot of work, but I think there's positives to it. It's bold. It's very bold. It's very, very bold. But... I want to be bold with this competition. And now all of a sudden you've got a competition that has teams in four different countries and two different continents. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So for my rule breaking 15th pick, I'm going with the Toronto Wolfpack. I know they don't exist anymore, but I mean, neither do the Western Reds. So, you know, I'm going on that same thing. 
Um, but that was one of the boldest, bravest, and best decisions the Super League ever made to bring in a team from Toronto, followed by the most gutless, half-hearted, piss-weak, pathetic fucking decision to not try and help them stay viable. They were so close, Freaky. They were so close. So close. And look, I know... They had it in their hand. I know it didn't work for... I know that the financial side of it was a bit of a mess. Exactly. I know that the travel and all that stuff, I know that that was a... But damn it, they were there. They were ready to go. And COVID kicked in and they didn't want to do anything about saving them. And I agree with you. It was like there was this exciting opportunity and it was lost. Completely throw it away. Mm-hmm. Just threw it away. Pissed it up the wall. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going with that one there. So now we're going to another country and another continent. Yeah. Man, this, it's starting to look like a pretty exciting competition. Very exciting. Well, this Your decision to pick Toronto, I didn't yeah. have them on my list, I'll be honest. I had, I had 18 teams I wrote down. They weren't on my list. Um, so they were my 17th team, and I put them down there, and I've got a note there of, if rules are broken. <laughs> if rules are broken, you knew you knew <laughs> I was going to come in with a broken rule. Look, I think that that changes who my next team should be because we're being pretty bold with this Super League competition. Yep. Uh, Who's the lucky last team? Look, my next, my next four teams... I'm willing to say were my next four teams were names we know. Okay. okay. So my, my remaining four teams are also teams that we know. Okay. Then my last two teams are a little bit out there, but not too far out there. Well, let's go with your two. So, well, actually, go. let's go with the three that you're not going to name. Well, there's four that I'm not going to name now. Okay, well, let's go with the ones you're not going to name and then name the one that you will have as your 16. It's rough. It's rough. People are going to be pissed off. I'm not going to say the cast for Tigers. Uh, oh, you know be... what? I don't even have them on my 16. Wow, that's interesting. I thought they were a pretty safe bet. Okay. I'm not going to go with Wakefield, who I put after them. Once I don't have them on my list either. Bit of a safe bet. I'm not going to go with Hulk KR. They're not on my list either. I told you they would. I knew you wouldn't have them. Yep. I'm, I'm not going to go with Huddersfield Giants. I had them on my list mm-hmm. and for only one reason. Mm-hmm. That's where the game started. And okay. I think that is something that you can market. And they never have once. No, they never have. But it's a. That's where you. That's where you fucking start from. I know. You put I your know. you put your headquarters there, right next to that fucking train station, and I think it's Asda down the road. <laughs> Put it there. Yeah, I, I I I completely agree. But the the uh, university, was the Heritage Key, mm-hmm. is not far away. They've got the a big chunk of rugby league history there, and they've digitised a lot of. It. It's fucking impressive. Mm-hmm. You can go to a Huddersfield game, go and see where the game was born, the actual rugby league headquarters, because that's where you'd make it. That's where you'd put the bloody rugby league headquarters. You can go and check out a bit of the digital history. Go to Asda, get some shit. Head out to the footy. There is there is one drawback to all of that. Well, other than being in Huddersfield, yes. That's but I mean, the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> you, you can work around it. You're making the game day experience. People might get bedazzled enough by what they're going through. They might forget that they're in <laughs> Huddersfield just long enough to get to the game. I don't think you can. When I know when I went to Huddersfield, I was like, this is the end of the train line to the end of the, ro- the world. It's like... Oh, no, no, uh, you did You you must have not gone to Doncaster. <laughs> yeah, no, you did not go to Doncaster. <laughs> Look, I'm going to go for my 17th place team. It was a tough choice between my last two picks, by the way. Mm-hmm. I am going to go with the York Knights. I had them on my list. Okay. I like the way the club is run. I like what they're trying to build. They've been building very well. They've been building organically. They've got that stadium to build upon. I just like a lot of the stuff they're doing. So that's why I chose York. I also thought that, you know, it's a a bit of a different area. It's not a hugely different area. 
it's it's going to be easy to get to for most teams that are in northern England. That really important away support, which is apparently the most important thing in English rugby league, that'll be good. Um, and look, it's a it, it's a very well known place in the whole world, York. So that's why almost the yeah. capital, wasn't it? I mean, that's the thing too. It's it's in the north, so mm-hmm. there's plenty of rugby league talent available to them and mm-hmm. enough um, interest in the game. But it's far enough north to be away from the core group of sides that are there as well. Yeah. So it can make its own large sort of region there. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. So that was the reason why I had them there as well, because I think it's a perfect location. It's it's not too close to Hull, to uh, Leeds, to Newcastle. It's sort of in that middle of that triangle, so to speak, I think, yeah. geographically. It's not far off that. Now, what was – now, we finished the draft. They're the 16 teams. Yep. It were some of the teams that you couldn't pick – that didn't make the the the, okay, well, the other two teams I had, mm-hmm. and one was because I was kind of running out of ideas who to put in there, so they were just a, a team I put in there, and that was Whitehaven. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one though I thought of that I was very willing to put in there was Sheffield, based on the size of the the place that it's in, and it's a bit further away from Leeds and Huddersfield. Sheffield oh. was my eighteenth team. Yeah, so I wasn't. I wasn't hugely keen on the like – I had Huddersfield as my last team and Sheffield was the next spot above them. Okay. If I had to pick between the two, I'd go Sheffield over Huddersfield. I and I'd get Sheffield to take over that whole game day thing in Huddersfield and, the, you know, they could just take ownership of all that. Um, but it's a bigger place. And, and that's what it comes down to, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah, um, Okay. They were the only team I haven't mentioned so far was Sheffield. They it was between them and York, and I picked York just because I'm a little bit higher on the direction that York are going in. I think that they're moving forward at a quicker pace. Yeah, so I had York at 14, Sheffield 15, Huddersfield 16. Okay, all right. Well, should we go through who we've selected in the 2022 Super League Club Draft then? Yeah, sure. I've got them all down here in the order we picked them. Okay, so I've got them here too. So it's Wigan, the London Broncos, the Leeds Rhinos, the Catalan Dragons, the Bradford Bulls, Hull FC, the Newcastle Thunder, St. Helens, the Manchester Red Devils, (laughs) Toulouse, the Coventry Bears, Warrington Wolves, North Wales Crusaders, the Perth Quackers, the Toronto Wolfpack and the York Knights. Yeah, so there's only three teams there that um, were not on both our lists. Yes. So you had Warrington, I didn't. Okay, yep. You had Perth, I didn't, and I had Toronto, and you didn't. Yes. So yes. the two rule breakers, Warrington's oh. the only one that we did both didn't have. Yeah, the, uh, the other one I didn't have was Coventry. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, didn't have Coventry at all. Um, so who have we, So let's say Castleford. Gone. I'm just writing these down on my computer. Uh, yeah, so... Wakefield, um, Wildcats, gone. Yep. Hull KR. Hull KR, gone. Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Gone. Lee. Lee Centurions, gone. Who else? That, that Whitehaven. From you, you had Whitehaven. Uh, they're, they're in second division now. Yeah, they're already there. Um, that That's the Super League ones. We had all the others. Yeah. You know what? They go into National League. Makes National League pretty damn good, doesn't it? Yeah, it improves the quality there a little bit. Yeah. Let's be honest. Huddersfield need to go back there for a little bit just to uh, smash a few teams, understand what success looks like before they can come back again. Kick some ass, yeah. Now... Yeah. We don't have promotion and relegation, do we? No. That, well, a system I, I had in mind was have promotion and relegation based not solely on the good fortunes of one season on the field results, but based mm-hmm. solely on um, four consecutive years mm-hmm. of financial strength. So that when they come up, they've got the financial um, strength to survive in there. And when you come up, you stay up for four years minimum. And then it'll be based on, you know, 
which teams go down will be based on whether they're struggling financially or not. And that's the way promotion and relegation, in my mind, in England mm-hmm. should be working. Because eventually, once you get through a few cycles of that, you'll end up with a core group of teams that are always financially strong and viable. And once you've got that, things can start to improve at a much more rapid rate. But if you're constantly bringing up teams that are going to straggle because they can't keep up financially, you're just going to have this revolving door you know, in the bottom two teams in the competition all the time, and yeah. you can't work with that. All you're doing is running teams broke. Yeah, and we've we've talked about that a yeah. billion times, like the, how ridiculous it is. I wouldn't have any any relegation at all. I would say that if you're a first division club that's good enough to be in Super League and you've proved that financially, I give you two years to sort out a squad. Um, I allow you to have a Super League size salary cap in the National League competition or the championship, I guess they call it. Um, and then you just come in and you're the 17th team. They could just bring you straight in. Um, the only way I would get a team out of Super League is if they had, you know, numbers of years where they were financially terrible, where they couldn't build a squad at all where it was just obvious they were out of their depth. i got an idea. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm a bit inspired by a journal over in England with this one, but, you know, I'm going to go with it. Mm-hmm. When a team gets promoted, yes. why don't we give them, say, 20 competition points? Which means... Why? why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. So that they can attract players and actually have a chance of survival because they're only going to need two wins to be constantly in the hunt for a finals place. (laughs) Okay. And if you can say, we only need to get two wins to reach the finals, Mm -hmm. you can attract players with that. And next thing you know, they're not getting just two wins. They're getting six, seven, eight wins. I'm sure it's not fantastic. It's better than two. And you can build on that. Yeah, but then what would happen if you had a team winning the minor premiership that only had like four wins in the season? Well, they're not going to. You don't you think? Nah, you think St Helens gets like forty points every year? So you've got to you've got to get at least ten wins. I don't know. Which is I, almost half your game, or half your games for the year, almost. That'd be as fucking ridiculous as giving away five point tries because of. You know, it looked fancy or you gave a point for hitting the post. Like, I, I just feel like you've got to do a shitload of drugs to think that that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. I'm, I'm saying it's an option. <laughs> it's an option. You've got to do something to entice teams. Mm-hmm. Or not to entice teams, to entice players to go to these teams when they come up. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, why would a Super League player in any team in the other 10 sides, you know, there's 12 in the Super League at the moment, if you're in one of those 10 sides that have not been relegated, because I think two get relegated, I can't remember, why would any of those go to a team that's just been promoted? You know they're going to be sitting at the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. Because that's just what happens. That's, yeah. It's a given. And you Why don't would you know. leave a team that's above those two teams to go to one of those teams? And, like you're probably looking at a club, you look at Toulouse, right? If you go to Toulouse and you're a, a and from a, another club, Super League club, and you're a Super League quality player, you're going for one season. And that, you know, that's just hard to attract anyone with a one season offer. Because yeah. next year they might be back down a level. Um, well, it's it, 20 competition points, we give them 10. Yeah. That's enough to keep them um, competitive with the teams, the bottom four teams that they'll be fighting with at the bottom of the ladder. But then you could see a club that's relegated that might have won more games. So? is Well, is that fair? Well, no. Promotion and relegation, none of it's fair. That's true. But we want to try and get a system whereby the team that gets promoted isn't automatically going to get relegated the following year because that's the way the system works at the moment. Look, I, I, I see where you're going. Like, I would just rather see the promoted team have three years where they can't be relegated than given the points. Oh, I'd, I'd much prefer that as well, but they're yeah. not, not going to do that. 
No. Yeah, because apparently the teams who are fucking shithouse need something to to play for. Uh, yeah. Well, there's no reason to watch rugby league if or play it or coach it if you can't be the champion. Apparently, that's what I keep hearing. Um, what what is, I wonder what the argument is for the teams that are in third division league one <laughs> yeah. that Look, are coming dead last. I've seen a documentary. I don't. I know you've only seen the start of it. Mm-hmm. Another bloody Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's about the story of Doncaster. I think they were playing. Oh, I don't know if they had third division then. Actually, it was second division. So the lowest grade there. And they hadn't won a game for a year and a half. Um, they had nothing to play for and no desire to win because they knew they were going to lose, but they weren't actually going to get relegated either. So at the end of the day, what you're doing with this whole promotion relegation thing is you're not making anyone stronger. And as much as you like to believe that you're making, you're giving teams a reason to keep trying to win. Sometimes it's not about the will to win. It's about the fact they just don't have the fucking cattle to get the job done. Look, I I remember talking to English fans once upon a time about promotion and relegation, because I've always been against it. I think it's a terrible system. And they would talk about if you're a team in, say, the third division, the dream that you can work your way up and one day be a Super League club is the romance that British sport is about. <laughs> now, I tend to think that's ridiculous. Yeah, I tend look to think that's, Toronto. Yeah, I, look, I think that's as about as romantic as the wet patch. It's not romance. Um, so, I, like, I never understood it. I thought it was pie-in-the-sky bullshit. And looking at Super League now, I mean, we've had how many teams have won it four teams have won it and one of those teams is no longer in the top division anymore um we broke about 37 times yeah yeah so it, it like got relegated the the romance romance doesn't matter look it's like my ongoing relationship with amy adams you know it doesn't matter to amy adams even if it matters the world to me it's got to be real you know and I don't care about the romance of British sport and rugby league if it's a load of bullshit. I'm sure she'll return your messages, mate. Well, she's hang in there. That. Hang in there. Look, I keep sending the letters and stuff, and the only letters I get back from her are from a lawyer's. It's it's so beautiful. Maybe the lawyer's hitting on you. I, I, well, at least she knows I exist. That's all right. Have you sent the dead cat yet? I've sent it's a, it's a winner, man. Uh, trust me. I've set, that's I've set all the parts of the dead cat yeah, to animal right. love, and it's just, I don't know. She'll, I'm willing to do this to an animal I love to show my love to you. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think that'd be enough. I mean, what more does she, uh, Women. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I've really enjoyed this Super League club draft. I wonder what fans of Castleford, Wakefield, Hull KR... And the Giants and Lee think about it. <laughs> they've uh, they've all ditched us. Probably you can send a an email to us. Tell us what you think about it. It's podcast at leaguefreak.com. We will read out your emails on this subject. We're going to have another podcast. I'm trying to get a few poms on to talk about the results of our Super League club draft coming up next week. Yep. So that should be interesting to hear what they think of our, our decision and who we got rid of and all that sort of thing because there's a, a, a chasm between what English Rugby League fans want for English Rugby League and what Australian Rugby League fans think that they should do. Yeah. Um, I, I will say this. We've, we've been bold with, yes. our, with our plans. Obviously, we've gone with a 16-team comp. Mm-hmm. Um so it's worth noting that we're, we're doing this looking at what's best for English Rugby League and not, you know, we're not getting bogged down in financial details and stuff like that. We know it's going to be fucking expensive and unviable, but um, it's about the concept of how do we try and fix something that is inherently broken pretty fucking severely? Mm-hmm. How do you get the excitement back into it and get people's eyeballs back on it again? And... um 
the message we've been trying to get across more often than not is that um, drastic change needs to happen. And sometimes you've got to put your, your balls on the line and, and make a few bold decisions. And I'm not talking about tuna on fucking pizza. Yeah, I agree. And we're trying to put the super back in Super League is what yes. it comes down to. And not we once have we to... suggested that we don't want rugby league being played in England. That's not our motive here. We want rugby league played there and we want it to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Problem is, it's a long way from where it should be. And so we're trying to always constantly think of ideas and ways to try and get you get you fucking moving forwards and having a bit of optimism about your game instead of just sitting there and watching it fucking die like an, you know, one of Freaky's cats. Well, it's dying on the vine, you yeah. know, and I think everyone acknowledges that. And it's but something... The problem is they acknowledge it, but they're too scared to do anything bold to try and change it. And not every bold change needs to be one that's um, fucking expensive. But it's well, not going to cost anyone any money to scrap promotion and relegation for five years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And look, it's there's a lot of politics involved. There's a lot of the momentum of history and the problem is that momentum of history is bad losing the game's dying history you know so i'm not interested in continuing that i don't you know you put these teams together you've got to think you know toss aside feelings you've got to look at a lot of business decisions you've got to look at the future of the game where you want it to be this is a starting point this isn't forever what we have chosen and in an ideal world, you might be able to bring in someone like a Castleford, but at the same time, bring them in with a team from Ireland or a team from Scotland, you know, and, and so you're subsidising clubs that you can enter back in from the supposed heartland areas with teams that are expansion teams and teams that bring something financially and and bring national attention to the competition. Because right now it's hard to get national attention for Super League because they're not a national product. Yeah. And right now it's all about eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Um, it used sport- to be about bums on seats. Now it's about eyeballs. And sport's only been like that for, what, 40 years now? Yeah. It's... Yeah, in the past, all you need to do was have something exciting enough and a good promotion to get people to turn up and watch it at the venue. Yeah. That was easy to do. Now you're competing with three billion different fucking TV shows from all around the world. You've got to, you've got to get better at promoting and you've got to get better with, with the way the sports run. That's just a given. Yeah, look, you're, you're competing with, you know, Xboxes and a day at Blackpool and the Great British Bake Off and X Hamster. You've got to break through all of that. Was that done for the uh, SEO? No, no, it's just what I enjoy. I was going to say, that was fucking smooth. (laughs) (laughs) You are an expert at that. (laughs) I'll tell you what, especially the X Hamster part. But um, I've really enjoyed this episode. It's been good. Where can people find us? Well, they can find us on the socials. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the kids call it these days. Mm-hmm. Um, go to Twitter, Instagram, check out Fergo Freak Pod. Make sure you follow us on all of those. Um, we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, MySpace. I know you're all on MySpace, you crazy kids. Um, check us out on all of those. Um, we'd love it if you're subscribing to us on um, on YouTube. That'd be fantastic. Make make some comments on the videos over there. A few of you are getting into it now, which is awesome. Um, we've also got the website, Freaky. Yeah, FergoOnTheFreak.com. It's a, a site that is hosted on the interwebs. Uh, you can check out all of our history episodes, all of the guests we've had on. Every single episode is on there. Um, go there. You can send us an email from there as well. Although I would suggest you do it directly from the website, uh, the email address that I gave before, podcast at leaguefreak.com. And uh, yeah, check it out and see what you like about the website and give suggestions, whatever you want. Sounds good. And make sure to, um, on your podcast listening device, go on there and give us a five star rating and a review too, because it's been ages. And uh, if you leave us a, a review, we will go and put it on the website. When I say we, Freaky will. Yeah. 
It's been too long. We're starting to get bitter. <laughs> Very bitter. Very bitter. I can't express just how fucking bitter we're getting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can do all of that. Um, there's some fucking homework for you all. Pretty much. It's going to be interesting to see how this one's received. Yeah. Um, was there anyone you were hoping to antagonise in this? I know it was all very legit. No, I, 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 all of my selections were honest. All of my selections were uh, really calculated by business decisions that you'd want to have for Super League. I understand the Perth one was out there, but I think that if you can make that work, and I think that you can make that work if you think Toronto works. I think you could definitely make Perth work. If if Perth works, damn, that's huge for Super League. Well, yeah, I mean, if they can get Perth in there, then, man, they could get a team in South Africa. Well, yeah, they could do. Although, I, mean, I, I don't was... know why people always focus on South Africa, eh? Like, oh. the country's a bit of a basket case. Oh, oh I don't know. It is. It's terrible. It's terrible. Who, who wants to go and live in South Africa to play rugby league? Seriously. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that because I'm not touching that. Okay. I'll, I'll leave that. Be like living in Wales. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is that all we're doing for this one? Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, next episode, we'll do some news and opinions and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Because um, I think the trial matches, are are they wrapping up this weekend? I have a feeling. Up? I have a feeling this next weekend's the last round of trials. Yep. And then, uh, then I don't know if they're having a week off or what, but then we go into the NRL proper. Nice. Um, so yeah, got that to look forward to, people. Yeah, so, we'll do um, a proper season preview too, hey? Oh, yeah, that's due. Mm. That is due. Um, so thanks for tuning in, everyone. Make sure you keep your uh, keep your eyeballs posted on our socials because we'll let you know when the next episode's coming up. And uh, we'll catch us all later.